0: Marketing Your Private Practice is a podcast where you'll learn easy to implement tips and strategies to grow your business without spending all day online. I'm your host, Kathy Koliakovo, and I teach practitioners the Thrive Marketing Method to create simple and streamlined plans by focusing on long-term strategies, not just social media. Discover ways to spend less time on your marketing, attract more clients, and build the financial freedom that comes with a thriving practice. One where you have time left in your day for the people and things that matter to you. Are you one of those practice owners who avoids any type of goal setting and planning because you don't feel it's helpful? I get that. I was one of those people too. But once I learned a system that made goal setting make sense and was easy to do... I saw a shift in my business, more clients and more registrants in my programs, which of course means more income. Funny how it works that way. Today, I wanted to share this same system with you so that you can learn how to make goal setting simple and easy to do with a big benefit of more growth in your practice. Let's get to it. Practitioners like you deserve a thriving practice, helping your clients live long, healthy lives. But this won't happen if you're spending more time on marketing than you do working with clients. I'm Kathy Koliakovo, marketing strategist for practitioners and dietitians, and I can tell you that marketing your private practice shouldn't be complicated or take hours a day. This podcast helps you build your confidence and skills with actionable and easy to understand marketing strategies, along with time-saving tips. You'll learn to spend less time on your marketing, how to attract more clients, and build the financial freedom that comes with a thriving practice, one where you have time left in your day for the people and things that matter to you. Hey, Private Practice Heroes, it's Kathy Koliakovo here, and I know you've probably been hearing a lot of podcasts, newsletters, and blogs are all about goal setting this time of year, but there's a reason for this. People who focus on setting goals and reviewing their progress toward their goals see more success in their business and their lives. In the last episode, we were talking about some tools to help you set goals so you can plan out your marketing to reach those goals. They were a stats tracking sheet and a marketing content planner. And you can listen into episode 16 if you want to get the scoop on those two tools. They just make it a lot easier for me to do and I was sharing how you could do the same. But today I wanted to go a little deeper and share how I went from being a goal-setting hater to someone who looks forward to setting my goals each year. And I don't just look at them that one time a year. That's the biggest secret I can tell you about using a system and putting one in place for goal-setting is you can't just do it once a year. And I know there's lots of folks out there who are like I used to be, and you dismiss goal-setting and planning as something that's not needed for success that it really can't help a business or a practice thrive. But I'm no longer in that group. I really do see the benefit in taking the time to do this and then reviewing those goals on a regular basis throughout the year too. Part of the reason I had a shift in mindset on this is from reading the book Atomic Havocs by James Clear. In this book, he talks about how achieving goals is not so much about the goals and setting them as it is about the systems you put in place to help achieve them and I love systems. They help us do things so much more efficiently, effectively, and often that is the determining factor in getting results. So that perspective helped me a lot. Now, this is not to say that goals are not worth setting. No way. You need to set your goals. They set your path and give you a place to go, but the systems you put in place will be the ones that help you achieve those goals. Getting to this place of comfort with my goals was not an easy process, though. It took many trials of systems and tools to get to this place, and that's why I share what I do and the tools that I use with others, because I know that sometimes all it takes is to hear about other ways people do things to spark an idea on what can work for you. And that's what we're going to do now. I'm going to share the inside scoop on my system for setting and planning goals, one that may make it a little bit easier for you to do with your own as well. Typically, this is a three-step process I follow for this. First, I review the results that happened in the previous year. I set some boundaries for the upcoming year, and then I set the new goals. Second, I fill out the planning calendar with any special dates and also those boundaries that I set. The third step is planning out the marketing activities needed to achieve those goals. So those are the three steps in the system and let's dive into each one of those steps so you understand them a little bit more. Step one is the most complicated one because it involves three different parts. This step really begins with that review of your results from the previous year. You want to take time to reflect on what worked and what didn't work and also what you do and do not want to do in the next year. Looking back on things, using a stats tracking template will help a lot in this process. You can listen into that episode 16 to understand a little bit more about how a stats tracking template can actually help you look back and review your results from the previous year. Next, you want to set your boundaries. And this is critical to the plan you make, so please do not skip it. Boundaries can be a variety of different types of boundaries, but mainly in this system, what we're looking at is boundaries about when you plan to work and when you plan not to work. So talking about things like vacation times and when you might be going away to conferences or events. But these boundaries that you need to think about at this stage are also ones about what type of work do you want to do? And who do you want to work with? And when do you want to work? And you have to remember, you're the boss. So you can decide on all of these limits. But to know how you can fill in your marketing calendar, you're going to need to know what your limits are. So getting those boundaries in place before you go one step further will help you when it comes time to making the activities that you're going to need to do to achieve those goals. So a couple examples of boundaries to inspire you are things like not working on weekends or evenings or not working with a particular type of client if you don't want to or setting aside specific me time in your calendar. These are different types of boundaries that you want to look at and plan for. And any dates or times that you have that are very specific to your boundaries need to go in your planning calendar. You want to be sure that you're putting in your vacation and other times that you're going to be away and other times that you plan not to work so that when you are putting in that calendar, The activities that you do have to do in planning out things like launching a new program, having a sale, anything like that, you want to make sure that you're going to plan those around the boundary times. And the reason this is so important is if you don't prioritize those boundaries now, you'll probably end up crossing them over and looking back on the next year, realizing that you didn't keep those boundaries that you thought were the best thing that would help you achieve your goals this year. Once you've done this, now you're ready to set your goals. Knowing what time limits you have on the path to achieve them is going to help you when it comes to the goal setting process. Now, setting goals is different for everyone. There are no limits on goal setting because your goal is your goal, it is very personal. One thing I do recommend when you are looking at setting goals, especially if you're new at it, is following the smarter rule of goal setting that I learned from Michael Hyatt. Smarter goals is what I said, not smart goals. And this helped me a lot when I began to embrace goal setting and making it a lot easier. And the main difference here is that he has added an extra E and an R in the type of goals that you set, but also the R in the SMART word, is a little bit different as well. So SMARTER stands for specific, measurable, actionable, risky, time-bound, exciting, and relevant. So the S, the M, the A, and the T in SMARTER goals are the same. But the R is different in the first one, and then there's the ER at the end. And here's how they differ. So your S is your main typical writing a specific goal. M is to make sure that your goal is measurable. A means it's got to be actionable. And then this R here at this stage is the new type for a lot of people. It's all about taking a risk and setting a risky goal. Risky goals are better than playing it safe because they make sure that you're challenging yourself as you write your goals for the next year. If you set goals you know you can achieve, you're not forcing yourself to rise to any challenge. It's kind of like just playing it safe and you don't Want to necessarily play everything safe when you're doing goal setting because you do want to challenge yourself so that you can improve on what has happened before. So, this R is all about taking a risk. Then you have the T, which for smart goals has meant timely. And with smarter goals, it really means making your goals time bound. So, it's very close, but a little bit different. And what time bound means, and the way that Michael Hyatt talks about it, is about setting some sort of timeline to the goal with either a deadline, a frequency of how often you're going to do it, or a time trigger. So a goal that you achieve by XX date, or one where you do something once a month. Having some time aspect to the goal so that it really can be measured. Now the new E here in smarter goals is all about creating exciting goals. And this was one that helped me a lot because it helped me really think about why was I setting the goal in the first place? An exciting goal is one that connects with your internal motivation and it inspires you. And this is a critical step. For me, this really made a difference when I started thinking about goals in this way. Because if your goal isn't compelling to you personally, then it will be really difficult to stick with it when obstacles come up. And I promise you, they will. So you really want to make sure that that goal is something you absolutely are dying to have happen. It has got to be something that does excite you. The last R is about setting relevant goals versus the old R in the middle of SMART, which was realistic. And I look at this one as more of a gut check on your goals. So before you commit to your goals, you want to review them and ensure that they're taking into account your life circumstances as well as your values and what you're hoping to achieve this year. All of this really has to be balanced with the reality of your circumstances. A good example of this is I remember someone coming to me once at a conference and came up to me and said their main goal was they wanted to be the first, I can't even remember the word that he used because I don't think it was a word, a gazillionaire or something in the world. And he had no idea where that was going to come from. And not that you want to judge people's goals, but to me, that wasn't a realistic goal for somebody that didn't have a business at that point and didn't know what passion they were looking at. So when you're setting your goals, having it fit into something as realistic and relevant is going to be important. So this R is really about setting a relevant goal, but you can also think about it in the way of being realistic as well. But it's also got to be relevant to you and what you're looking to do with your business or your practice or your life. Now, how many goals you set is on you? You're the boss, remember? I typically have a sales goal, a list building goal, and then a personal or professional development goal I'm working on, and then sometimes a couple other different goals. I like to normally focus on about six in total for a year, but three to four of those are probably business goals, and the rest are typically personal or habit-type goals. They're things I want to work on and change for me, myself, and I. So what I do with these goals when I write them down is I actually store them in the Google Doc I use for my annual marketing plan that I mentioned in episode 16. So this is a document that helps me as I put this plan together every year. So I just copy it and reuse it each year. So it helps me kick it off with the reflection and the review, but really what it does is it makes sure that I'm actually writing it down and not just thinking these things in my head as well. So in step 1 of this system of setting goals, we take time to review things, to set boundaries, and then we set the goals. Now in step two, what you want to start doing is planning for special events or launches. So we talked about boundaries a little bit more, but now we want to think about our planning and the calendar and any special dates and boundary dates that are important to all of the events and activities that are going to go in the calendar. So the importance of this activity is to make sure that when you get to step three, all the items that are going to affect any dates or times in your calendar. And what you want to do is factor out anything related to your goals or your business that will need to happen on certain dates. I like to plan out using a simple calendar that I make in my marketing content planner. But you can use a Word or a Google document. Sometimes people will use a dry erase calendar or a planning paper or big whiteboard, whatever it is, as you do this, know and understand you're probably going to move things around as you start out with this. So it's really more about looking at the calendar, and I like to look at one for an entire year and fill in various things. So the main things that I typically put in this planning calendar are anything related to the boundaries that I set were related to time off or holidays or vacations, or time that I do or don't want to be working. So the other things that I put in the planning calendar are dates when I'm thinking, now this one may change as you go along, that I want to launch a new program or have a special sale or launch a new service, whatever it might be. If you're thinking of doing that, you want to be thinking about when do you want this to happen. Then you want to add in any other relevant dates that are going to affect your marketing. Once all of these dates are marked in, then you have a bigger picture view of your calendar and what time you have available for the marketing activities that you're going to need to do to achieve your goals. And that's what we're going to talk about in step three. Step three is all about planning out these marketing activities that are going to help you achieve those goals, but also planning out personal things that you may have to do if some of those are part of your goals as well. I typically have a goal where I want to make sure that my husband Marco and I have a date night um, at least once a month, if not twice a month. So with that, I need to make sure that I'm putting that kind of time in my planning calendar so that it doesn't get affected with anything else that I'm going to do. We take typically two weeks off in December at the end of the year. I plan things, so that's not going to affect anything. So that planning calendar in step two is really going to be important because when it comes to looking at the business activities you're going to need to do, especially for achieving those goals, looking at that calendar and knowing how much time you have available to make those happen is going to be key to planning the activities. And I totally get that we're talking about a lot of planning here, but really don't quit on me yet. You can do it, and the planning time that you put into this will pay off, I promise. So when you're in step three, and we're looking at breaking down these marketing activities and planning them out, the thing that you want to start with first is actually breaking down the activities and tasks that you're going to need to do to help make these goals happen. Because they don't just happen unless you take some action towards them. I did a lot of work with Bob Proctor, and he taught me a lot about some of the greats in personal development. And one of them was Earl Nightingale. And there was a quote from Earl Nightingale. It really hit home with me when I was talking about goals and goal setting and trying to get this to be something that I did put in as part of my planning and something that I do as a regular practice in my business. And this quote that he had was, he said, succession is the progressive realization of a worthy goal or ideal. And That's where I really hit home with me about how you help achieve your goals. It's by planning the activities to make that progressive realization happen. So some of the things you want to factor into planning out your activities are when you look at each goal, what marketing activities do you need to do for that goal? What non-marketing activities are going to have to get done? What do you need to make this happen? Do you need any tools or do you need any specific systems or do you need any marketing collateral or do you need anything set up on your website? You need to think about things that are marketing activities and non-marketing activities that are going to help get this done. Then you need to think about, can you do this on your own or are you going to need help? The last part you want to think about this is how much time is required for each step in the activity. So as you're planning this out, I often say take a spreadsheet and just put a little list there or make a list on a Google Doc or something and look at and just try to list out every step of the way of what you're going to do from today to the point where you make that goal happen and make it a reality. Planning that out and figuring out what you need to do will help you know and understand what you're going to have to put into your calendar. In order to get that work done and work on it on a regular basis. And planning this all out, oftentimes the best way I find to do this is working backwards. That's how you give yourself enough time to get to where you know you're going to need to go. So you start at where are we going to be and then you work backwards to know how much time you're going to need for everything and that will give you your starting place that you want to enter in on the calendar. And planning this out is something that I teach in the training that comes with the Ultimate Marketing Content Planner, which is one of the tools that I use in this entire goal setting process that I do. I talked about it in episode 16, so you can listen to that episode to understand what's involved in the planner. But it really becomes a tool that just helps me figure out step by step what I'm going to need to make all of this happen. And so many practice owners often come to me and they just wonder, how can they thrive and succeed in business? And a lot of it really does come down to taking the time to plan to make that thrive happen. It's your business. You've got to have a plan or you will spin your wheels like a hamster going nowhere. And setting goals and having a marketing plan is what will guide you to implement all the marketing activities that are going to help you achieve those goals, to help you with that progressive realization of your worthy goals. The best part about these three steps to planning goals you actually achieve is that it leads you directly into the next phase of your marketing plans, which is creating the content you're going to need to go along with any of these marketing activities to make it all a reality. So I hope this system and these three steps gives you some beginning ideas on where to start with your annual marketing planning and your goal setting and having a system to help you set those goals. These three steps in the goal planning system will get you started and set up for the new year so that you're ready to plan the content and the activities and the tasks that you're going to need in order to achieve your goals. So remember, those three steps are number 1, you want to review your results and then set your boundaries and then you're ready to set your new goals. Number 2 is you fill out your planning calendar with any special dates and those boundaries and any other time important dates that you need in the planning calendar. Number three, you plan out the marketing activities you're going to need to achieve those goals. And that's where you're going to then move into planning everything more in detail. Once this is all done, you'll be ready to create your very own content marketing plan and getting specific on content dates, times, and what you need to do live and what you can pre-schedule so it gets done while you concentrate on working with clients and making those goals come to life. We want to get you to a place where you can clock out each day, knowing that you've done what you have to, to achieve your goals, and now you can get out and enjoy your life too. Now, if you want to get your hands on the Ultimate Marketing Content Planner that I have been talking about here, so that you can dive in deeper with this lesson and get the template and all the training to move you along this path of, easy goal setting, and achieving those goals, then be sure to check out the show notes below the podcast player, wherever you're listening to it here, or visit marketingyourprivatepractice.com slash 17. The goal here is really to help you make goal setting as easy as possible and planning the activities that go along with it and the marketing so that you can make it all happen and thrive with your practice. You can find all of the show notes from Marketing Your Private Practice with Kathy C and the resources mentioned in this podcast at marketingyourprivatepractice.com. I'd love to connect with you on Instagram. You can find me there by searching for Pepper It Marketing. I'd love to hear any feedback you have on the podcast and be sure to review us online and hit subscribe on your favorite player so you don't miss any future episodes. You can find all of our show notes and resources mentioned at marketingyourprivatepractice.com. Be sure to connect with me on Instagram at pepperitmarketing and say hi. I'd love to hear any feedback you have and make sure to rate and review the podcast and hit subscribe on your favorite player so you don't miss any future episodes.